Good day. From the Bridge Honors Chronicles, this is Newsflyer for the week of July 8th, 2019. I'm Jason Smith, and here are the headlines I have for you. Historic two-span through Trust Bridge in Mississippi remodeled and reopened to traffic. The bridgehead of the Stone Arch Bridge in Heidelberg remodeled and reopened to traffic. Canadian stamps honor the country's covered bridges, excellent for stamp collectors and bridge fans alike. Century-old through Trust Bridge in New Jersey re-erected at a different location, but as an ornament for the modern bridge crossing. Two historic bridges across the Erie Canal in New York to close for an 18-month rehabilitation project. Another historic bridge in Switzerland is currently being rehabilitated, and a play depicting a 17-year-old girl's hit heroic deeds is now playing in Iowa. Plus a tribute to the Ore Mountain region of the German state of Saxony and the Czech state of Bohemia, as the region was elected as a World Heritage Site by UNESCO. A summary of the region and its role in building a fine infrastructure will close out the podcast. Also, congratulations to the U.S. women's soccer team on winning its fourth World Cup title. It was a double victory both in France and in Washington. Well-deserved indeed. And now, the news. Merrill, Mississippi. After almost eight years of being out of service, the old Merrill Road Bridge in George County has reopened to traffic. According to a visit by one of the bridge hunters on the bridgehunter.com website, the two-span Parker Through Trust Bridge spanning the Pasagula River on the Merrill-Salem Road reopened to vehicle traffic recently. After work was redone on the bridge, which included installing new flooring that is able to carry light traffic, including bikes, cars, and if needed, emergency vehicles. Road closed signs and other hindrances are in the process of being removed, yet according to observations, crossing the bridge is now easier and one can enjoy the views of the river valley. The bridge is designated as an official Mississippi landmark by the Mississippi Department of Archives and History. More on the bridge and claim photos can be found in the bridgehunter.com website. A link is included in the podcast article. Heidelberg, Germany. 18 months after a full remodeling, the gate to the Alte Brücke in the city center of Heidelberg is now open to traffic. The gate was constructed around the same time as the bridge itself, namely 231 years ago, and is one of the key symbols of the historic city center. At a cost of 780,000 euros, 80,000 from which uh, came from the German Heritage Foundation, also known as the Stiftung der Denkmalschutz, work included repairs to the sandstone construction as well as the facade, the cleaning and repainting of the towers, repairs and installation of water mains in the tower itself, and lastly, the work on the roofing. Also known as the Carl Theodore Bridge, the Rhine River crossing is visited by hundreds of thousands of tourists annually and provides a key link to the old town. More information on the project can be found per links in the Chronicles. Ottawa, Canada. The Canadian Postal Service is honoring the country's historic covered bridges in a big way. The Postal Service has introduced stamps commemorating five of the country's 140 remaining covered bridges in the country. Over a century ago, more than 1,400 covered bridges crossed rivers and streams in many parts of Canada, which, were, which large concentrations were found in the eastern half of the country, namely Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and New Brunswick. Most of the remaining bridges today can be found in Quebec, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick. The five bridges that can be found on the stamps include the Hartling Covered Bridge in New Brunswick, the longest in the world at 391 feet, the Powers Court Bridge in Quebec, the oldest of its kind in Canada, built in 1861, 
the Felix Gabriel Marchand Bridge in Quebec, the longest in its province, the West Montrose Covered Bridge in Ontario, the last of its kind in the province, and the Ashnola Bridge in British Columbia, not only the last one of its kind in the province, but also the covered bridge that used to be a, a railroad bridge before it was converted to vehicular traffic. Details and photos of the bridges and their histories can be found per link. There are several books devoted to Canada's covered bridges, both solo as well as part of the North American series. You can find those via Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Trenton, New Jersey. Many pontiffs and readers have been wondering what happened to the Bear Tavern Bridge. The pin-connected Pratt Through Trust Bridge was built in 1882 by the King Bridge Company in Cleveland and used to cross Jacobs Creek at Bear Tavern Road, near the site where George Washington and his troops crossed the Delaware River to fight the British soldiers on Christmas Day in 1776. The bridge was replaced in 2010 by a concrete stringer structure built on a new alignment to enable the flow of traffic to continue along Bear Tavern Road without stopping. After being stored for a period of time, the truss bridge was relocated 10 miles away to its new crossing. This, was, this happened in 2018, last year. You can now find the bridge at Valley Road, just off Pleasant Valley Road, near the Living History Farms. A map of that can be found in Google Maps. The trusses were installed as decorations for the new bridge, with the upper cord and portos having been extended to accommodate the width of two cars crossing Moores Creek. At the present time, no pictures have been posted on the bridgehunter.com website. However, the process of stretching the trusses by portos and upper cords is nothing new, for it has been done with dozens of truss bridges throughout the country. They include the Washington Avenue Bridge in Minneapolis, the Checker Road Bridge in Vermont, and another bridge in New Jersey, in the town of Bloomsbury, which was completed in 2012. Spencer Point, New York. For the past eight years, work has been progressing on restoring dozens of historic trust bridges spanning Erie Canal, many of them built between 1908 and 1920. Two of these spans are about to go under the knife. The Spencer Port Bridge is closing down to all traffic this Tuesday. That span carries Union Street and State Highway 259. A detour will be over Martha Street Bridge. In Fairport, the Main Street Bridge, which carries State Highway 250, will close later this fall on September 4th. Both bridges feature vertical lift spans and are truss bridges built around 1910 to 1914. According to news sources, the repairs include installing new flooring systems and updating its lifting mechanisms, including new wiring and the like. The alignments and profiles of the bridges, the trusses themselves, will not change. Yet the southern approach to the, the one in Spencerport will be realigned to improve the site distance for vehicular traffic traveling along Highway 259. The rehabilitation project is part of a $50 million pr uh, project to rehab, replace, or even repair some of these lift bridges along the Erie Canal, all of this provided by the New York State Department of Transportation. For the Spencerport and Fairport bridges, the project will cost $16 million, yet the Canal Authority, responsible for the Erie Canal, will be in charge of the cost for the lift bridge mechanisms. Despite the bridge's closing, access to businesses in both communities will not be affected, nor will the bike trail going past the two bridges. Furthermore, it will not affect the upcoming canal days during the last weekend of July in Spencerport. The project is expected to be completed and the bridge is reopened by November 2020.
Details on the project and the bridges themselves can be found via links in the podcast article. Lausanne, Switzerland. With a 90-meter-tall crawler crane, the tallest in Europe, work is progressing on the Pont Bleu, or Blue Bridge, located over the railroad tracks and two streets connecting the districts of Uplens and Cressier, near the train station. As many as 20,000 cars cross one of the longest crossings in Lausanne, with over 600 trains going underneath the structure. Plans are currently in the work to replace several elements, including some of the bridge's spans, with new ones being constructed off-site. The cost for the project is expected to be around 17.5 million Swiss francs, or close to about 19 million euros, of which the Swiss government will cover 14 million Swiss francs of it. The cranes are needed to ensure that the project is finished in the shortest amount of time and that train traffic is affected at a, only at a minimum. It is expected that light traffic, meaning cars and bikes, can use the bridge by the end of August. The rehabilitation of the bridge itself is expected to be finished by May 2020. Boone, Iowa. A musical depicting a girl whose bridge was named after her is now showing in central Iowa. Between now and the end of July, the musical Kate Shelley is being shown at theaters throughout Boone County. The musical, written by Diana Helmer, with the music conducted by Gershom Levy, focuses on the 17-year-old girl's bravery as she helped the conductor and engineer of a bridge that collapsed in a violent storm before running towards the next station to inform the tenant of the oncoming train that was scheduled to cross the collapsed structure. The incident happened on July 6, 1881, near Moingona, and as a result, Miss Shelley has become a household name for Boone County and the state of Iowa. The Kate Shelley Viaduct west of Boone, built in 1901, was named after her. The historic viaduct has been out of service since 2011 with the opening of the new viaduct. Shelley is played by Helmer, while uh, Michelle Levy is the producer and director. The show premiered on July 6th in Boone and is expected to be performed in Perry, Jefferson, and Madrid before ending the tour back in Boone. Details on the making of the musical can be found via link. If you're interested in attending the show, check out the Facebook site Kate Shelley's Bridge for locations, times, and ticket information. And now, to round off our podcast, we have a tribute to the Ore Mountain region. Extending from the Folkland region east of Plauen all the way towards Dresden, the mountains make up for a third of the landscape of the German state of Saxony and 40% of the landscape in the Czech Republic, including all of Bohemia. The history of mining in the region goes as far back as 800 years, as several different minerals were discovered and mined out, including ore, quartzite, sandstone, granite, and the like. With the mining comes deforestation of the regions affected, where trees were cut down and used for woodcrafting, especially around Christmas time, where Christmas arches and incense figures and houses can be found at many Christmas markets. Mills were constructed to harness the flow of, of the water. And lastly, canals and bridges and roads were built for the purpose of transporting goods out of the region and to the customers out west. Canals were long and started from the top of the mountain before working its way down uh, to the nearest towns. Bridges built meters high were needed for trains and buggies. All of them were made of the raw materials that were mined out of the region, and all of them had one purpose, to last forever. When passing through the region, one would see dozens of examples of architectural works that lasted more than a lifetime. Arch bridges, such as the Boca Arch Bridge, the viaduct serving the Chemnitz-Riesa line, 
or even the, those serving the Nuremberg Hof Dresden magistrate, were built using the materials from the Ore Mountain regions. Truss bridges were built using steel from the furnaces located just outside the mountains. Canals that used to exist a century ago still can be found intact as, as relics, reminding us of the times that we had and how we, we have progressed to this day, thanks to the innovations that came from the Erzgebirge. The region was nominated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site during its recent conference in Baku. To be a UNESCO World Heritage Site is the most prestigious of all historic sites in the world, and it took the likes of governments in Berlin and Prague to submit their nomination, plus the combined efforts on the state and local levels to campaign for the site to be nominated for even though 22 sites on both sides of the border were recognized, in all reality, all of the places in the region deserve it because each one left behind an element that contributed to its history. For Saxony, it compensated for the loss of the Bautschlussenbrücke, yet the listing was years overdue. For the Bohemian region, another gain in the process of restoring its places of natural and historic interest after having been beset by pollution and destruction through mining during the Cold War. For Europe and the rest, it should send a signal where artifacts are just too precious to be altered, neglected, or even destroyed. While some elect to return to the glory days, the glory days where we move on but remember the history has arrived. And it is up to us to honor the region, protect it, and use it as an example for other regions to follow. Congratulations to the Ore Mountain regions of Saxony and Bohemia on receiving the UNESCO Heritage Award. That's it for the podcast for this week. I'm Jason Smith. You can follow the Chronicles via website as well as through its social media pages for the best coverage of historic and unique bridges in your region and beyond. Thank you for listening, and until next time, happy bridge hunting and happy trails till we meet again. National Nautil.